1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tell Me on a Sunday. It's me, it's your host, Grace, and this is the podcast that you can listen to when you need a friend, or when you just want to hear other people's shit, or you want to hear stories. I am here for you. I'm your host, Grace. It's nice to meet you. Today, today, I am talking to Josh Lehman. I don't know if you have someone in your life that every time you see them, your face lights up, but that's who Josh is. I will run into him on the street. I will see him in a show and I'm like, you're, you're human crack. You are just, everyone wants you. You're great. You're, you're so funny. He's like, if Scientology were good, I don't know how else to describe him. He's like super supportive. He also has his own podcast and it's called Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows Broadway. That's the whole song, but it's called Josh Swallows. And it's super funny and entertaining, and I love him. My point is that I'm very excited that he's my guest. I can't wait for you to hear him. You've seen him on Broadway in Finding Neverland, Groundhog Day, Hair, most recently The Prom, and right now he's in Emojiland. I love him so much. Here he is, Mr. Josh Lehman. Hi, Are we good? I do this by the way by myself all the time but he's now come in as like my engineer. We're talking about it's Damon. Hot. We're we're talking about Damon. By
2: the way, who promised to sit on my lap the entire episode or no. maybe that's what you promised? I
1: me. sold you on that concept to book you because you're in high demand. Uh,
2: well, Damon, <laughs> Santa's waiting. No. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, he's you not know even going to Oh, wow. Me. He's accusing me of sexual harassment. <laughs> oh, oh. It's on Twitter now? Oh. Oh, okay. That's the last time I objectify you. Um, this and week. you should really smile more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my favorite thing to hear in New York City streets. Hey, but <laughs> smile more.
0: I don't normally objectify people, but uh, with that being said,
2: damn... <sighs> You should smile more. (laughs) Like, eat a dick.
1: I, I, yes, that's what I have to yell at people. Eat a dick. Sometimes I feel like
2: I'm having a going out of business sale, so I'm like, would it be that bad if somebody told me to smile more? Oh. I'd be like, yeah, you seem nice, let's get it on.
1: Yeah, let's get together, yeah, yeah, You seem really
2: cool, um, Uh, I I hope you like Small penises.
1: I hope I hope you're a fan.
2: I hope you like those, and I hope you like a lot of tears before bedtime and cats.
1: You're describing what I assume.
2: Ninety are... percent of the musical theater community. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Ask if it's equity. Ow. So let's just. You're first of all, you're rolling out your muscle right now. I'm well.
2: I'm doing this thing called Snatched in six weeks at mm. Mark Fisher Fitness. If yes. you're in New York. Look it up. They are incredible. No, I am not getting paid to say this.
1: No, they're really Um, funny.
2: They're unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And it's just the most inspiring fucking thing. But my body is destroyed.
1: Yeah.
2: And just walking up the stairs to meet you was a punishment from God. And so I'm rolling out with this thing that actually I bought because Damon had one yes. down when we were doing prom in Atlanta. That's so nice. It's called I know. a owl roll recovery. It's like um uh what 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 were those roller skates called?
1: Rollerblades.
2: Rollerblades. They're like rollerblade wheels. Yes. You kids. I
1: know. Well, actually, you know that Damon is now sponsored by Roll Ow. Recovery. No. So this is a great ad for them. Right? Oh, is it really?
2: Yeah. Ow! It <laughs> Ow, hurt. I know. But it hurts so good. It good.
1: It's good for your muscles. My
2: wife and I love Roll Recovery. I don't have a wife.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <Yes>. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder... Okay, so... We will get into storytelling in a minute, but, like, if you were to, right now, jump into a role where you had to be married to somebody, who would you be married to?
2: Where I had to be married to them for real?
1: No, on stage. Oh, on stage,
2: who would I be be married to? Who would
1: be your work wife?
2: Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Um, You know what? Maybe...
1: I feel like this has turned into me trying to ask who your favorite is, but it's not. No, I I think I would probably
2: do, like, my best friend Joseph Medeiros, who was in Groundhog Day with me, one of my best friends. He's just one of the best actors in New York City, period.
1: You know who we saw the other day in Ground... We should just start talking about Groundhog Day. We're doing <laughs> We saw Vishal. Yes. The other day, he was in a show with Damon at 54, and I was like, I can't even tell him how much I love it. <laughs> couldn't even he's do incredible. it. He was so good. And he's good. so
2: sweet, too. Yeah, he seemed like He's, he's uh, marvelous. Um, or else... I don't know. I like to laugh a lot. Uh, Brooks. Brooks, Ash, fucking Manskiss. Yes. That is the answer. <laughs> Sorry, Joseph. You can understudy. Ugh.
1: I would see The Odd Couple tomorrow with you guys. That would be amazing. Yeah. I, I, well, and I didn't know if you knew this, but I'm really big in Broadway, and I can I can finance the show. If you can finance
2: yeah. the show, I'll fucking do it. But they're going to yeah. look at that cast and be like... Come back when you get Nathan Lane and Josh Gad, And then we'll give you a theater. Do you think? Yeah.
1: Josh Gad, when's the last time he did Broadway? Was it Mormon? Mormon. Which was 28 years ago. 28 years ago. To and then he day. was like,
2: wait a minute, I can make money and have a life and a car and <laughs> like... go to the beach? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yeah. And I'm like, and leave all this
0: <laughs> Leave all this Leave all the rats in the dressing room behind
2: They're your friends
1: This is such a misleading world <laughs> I know,
2: I know, it seems glamorous but And it I is I
1: think it is glamorous It is glamorous In ways we Roll Recovery Roll Recovery Brought to you by Roll, roll recovery. recovery Where we Recover
2: roll, your rolls, rolls.
1: <laughs> Where Roll Recovery,
2: recover <laughs> your rolls uh, that's great. We work for them now. When your muscle feels like a troll, recover your balls. <laughs> no recovery.
1: I, why did I see a girl coming down a slide during the last part when you were singing? Because
2: that? that's the commercial. Like a nineties. <laughs> but she has to be like five years old. Like it makes no sense. And why would she need yeah, of course. It's Reese Witherspoon. And Caucasian. And
1: Caucasian. Got- that's
2: <laughs> very important to me. Have
1: you seen the old footage of Reese Witherspoon at like with a Dollywood commercial? Nope. And she's like <laughs> She's having the best time, and I'm like, I would have fucking wanted to be you oh, when I was uh,
2: that age. I wanted to be a child actor so bad, and my mom wouldn't take me to L.A. to get an agent. She
1: just wouldn't do it.
2: She refused. We were in San- we lived in San Diego, and I remember like sobbing because uh, <laughs> my friend Mike Caraman—just kidding—I love you, Mike Caraman. Um, he was like going up to L.A. all the time to audition for Kids Incorporated, like some of my favorite shows, and I was like, Mom, you're ruining my career. She was like, you don't have one. You're a child. <laughs> and I was like, if my biological mother knew who you were, she would have never adopted me to you. No. You know? Uh, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. That last part. Mm, that would have been rude. <laughs> that would have been... But that's how I felt. That's you know. How you but thank God. You know, I've yeah. worked with a lot of kid actors, and... Most times, some of their parents can be fucking crazy. A lot of them that I've worked with are not. They're amazing and I love them. But there are some kid actors that I know and adults that were kid actors that are, Mm -hmm. like, incredibly fucked up.
1: Yeah. You know, like... It's sad. It's not a way to grow up, I don't think.
2: I agree. I say do it because you love it. If you're near, like, a regional theater cool, go do a, a regional production of Gypsy and be a Danny June or a newsboy yeah. or whatever. That's awesome. But going into, like, commercial theater and mm-hmm. television, I think that it can be really psychologically damaging when a kid doesn't really realize, you know, what's at stake emotionally.
1: Yeah. Like, have you seen Honey Boy? No. no. <gasps>
2: I don't watch movies. I only read French novels.
1: Okay, well, one day when you venture out for some culture. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Full we'll recovery. <laughs> I am yeah, recover me. I feel as though I should work for Honey Boy this one because I tell everyone to watch it just based on what we just talked about. You will love that movie.
2: What is it about?
1: It's Shia LaBeouf wrote it about his upbringing. Oh, okay. in, in child entertainment, like oh, I want to see it. I think it's really lovely. It, it's well, it's damaging. I cried a lot, but oh. I watched it on like a Sunday afternoon, so I didn't cry as hard as I would have if it had been dark outside. Okay, good. Yeah, so just watch it, like, on a Tuesday or something.
2: Watch it on a Tuesday, please. That's
1: season two of this podcast. Oh, wow. No, okay. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to kill it. Um, Josh, can you tell me a story yeah. about, like, when you were little and you would see... Did you go to see shows, or did you, like, only know musicals or, like, any kind of theater from, like, movies?
2: Oh, all the above. Yeah. I think it all started with The Muppets. Um. Uh, I was a huge Muppet fan. Not, You know, the movies were great, but more... My mom had all the Muppet episodes on tape, mm-hmm. on VHS. And so I would watch them constantly. And I think that's how I started to, like, learn about being funny and making people laugh and also singing and mm-hmm. performing. And then my mom took me to see plays... All the time. Yeah. And all I would want was to be in it, Mm -hmm. you know, and to join in the celebration. I would just live in this fantasy world all the time. Uh, You know, music is still one of my favorite things, Um, but I would put on a a cast recording and just get sucked in. My mom had records, and I remember she had, like, the original cabaret um, and other cast recordings, random ones, Mm -hmm. um, that I would listen to. And, um, yeah, for as long as I can remember, it's the only thing I ever wanted to do. Except at one point, I thought it would be cute to be like, Dad, I'm going to be a doctor like you're a doctor, and then we can work together. He was like, "Uh, "It's a lot of school. I was like, yeah. You know. Uh, that dream died pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, and then you were like, nope, still like Thank theater. Thank God, I'd
2: be a really shitty doctor. I mean, I'd be you, funny.
1: Well, you kind of played a doctor in Groundhog Day, from what I remember. You had oh, a I a Yeah, I played a, That's like how I a imagine weird you to
2: guru be. guy, and I played a nurse yeah. in New Brain. Oh, and I played a doctor in Sunshine.
1: Well, there you go. Yeah,
2: so there you go. There you fucking how, go.
1: Can you tell me a story about you doing Little Miss Sunshine? Because people... First of all, forget that it was on the radar. It was coming. It was doing things. Yeah. And then, like, it didn't do that. So can you... Yeah. <laughs> can you just tell me a story about that? Because... Um, it was
2: heartbreaking. Because uh, all of us believed that we were in this mega hit. Like, mm-hmm. all of us... Like, we loved uh, the show. We loved it. We believed in it. We thought it was so good. We thought that there were issues that needed to be fixed. But that's any musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh yeah and then um a time to kill or something was playing at the golden theater mm-hmm. where stephanie's husband was the lead and that was closing and we were like that's gonna be our theater like that was the rumor around town mm-hmm. and then opening night came and i went into the bathroom to look at the reviews and jesus christ it was a bloodbath a blood oh. bath um i think out of 27 reviews we got one good one And it crushed me. Mm. And it was like, say goodbye to Broadway dreams. It's not happening for you anytime soon, boo. (laughs) You know? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So that was really devastating. Damn. But um, also, like, it was one of those things where, and I still like it, but we would have these audiences that were just like... That clearly disagreed, and it's hard to do comedy Mm. when the audience is sitting there being like, you're not funny.
1: Where did you do this?
2: At second stage.
1: Oh, Oh my God. I know,
2: and then like we didn't get a cast recording, which killed me, because I'm Mm. like, it's a new Bill Finn show. Every Bill Finn show should have a cast recording.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, just for... The world, mm-hmm. you know, because he's an important artist. Yeah. Um, That's so that funny. was really devastating.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. But uh, there's no but, really. It's so no. Sad. Yeah. But I think that people. I don't know. They they don't know all the that with it, and then they're like, why didn't it happen? Like, wh- wh- where did it go? Like, when is it coming? Save
2: Beetlejuice. Save
1: Beetlejuice. <laughs> Hashtag save Battlejuice. Hashtag revive rest. Um But yeah, like, it's just sad, and they don't know about the money, and, and they don't know about, I guess it basically is the money. They don't know where things go. and Yeah. And so I just go, well, I'm sorry that you don't know... But it's harder than it seems. It's not because one person was a diva, you know. It's not because Audra McDonald got pregnant. It's because of everything else.
2: Yeah, like I'm, I'm just sort of like I, I get done, you know, talking with people with like different opinions about it, just because I'm like, well, you're wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm too exhausted to explain it to you.
1: Yeah. It's like you're like, yes, I want the prom to keep going. We all want the prom to keep going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And by the way, the prom is closed at this point, so I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no,
2: no. It's like we all want the prom to keep going totally. I know, it's devastating. I'll tell you what, give me $10 million and (laughs) I can't give it back to you. (laughs) And we're going to keep going.
1: And, and you'll never see it again. Yeah. <laughs> also, you do need to pay to see the show again. <laughs> like...
2: Yeah. Also, like, I'm so happy at the bootleg. But, you know, if you, you do have to buy a ticket, not a, a rush ticket. <laughs> like, unfortunately, that's Broadway. When Hamilton came out, it changed the game. Mm-hmm. People saw, oh, my God, we can make two, three million a Week. week.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, it became an even more of a rat race, I think. Like, and new it, shows don't have a chance. No. Like, sort of like TV.
1: Yeah.
2: Like, if it doesn't, like, pick up immediately, they're like, mm-hmm. okay,
1: bye. Yeah. Um, it's a weird world.
2: It is, but, you know, I'm happy to be in it.
1: Yeah. So, I want to talk about the story of how we met. Because <laughs> it was really lovely. We were living in the Bronx. Damon was just, like, busting ass. Starbucks apron one day at yeah, you guys the next. I remember. Yeah, and you were such a bundle of joy, and in that time you were in the company of the show, and it mm-hmm. was a totally different show.
2: Totally different.
1: And this was like four years ago.
2: This was the prom workshop, this yeah. This was the
1: prom workshop. Yeah. And you were so, so, so kind. And then when you did it out of town in Atlanta, your role changed tremendously.
2: Yeah.
1: Can you, like, tell me a story about that time? Because I think it's so interesting that you... Your character and you in the show just completely changed.
2: Well, yeah, and it's kind of a, a bittersweet, sad story because um, I, I don't enjoy um, I don't enjoy how I got the part. Um, I started in the ensemble. and then when we went to Atlanta, they felt um, the team felt that the man playing Sheldon was miscast. Um, he 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 really had sort of like a good fellas kind of vibe to him um or, you know and mm-hmm. they just didn't see it that way and they made a decision to uh let him go and replace him with me now it was scary because Casey pulled me aside we're in previews the first week of previews and so we're also rehearsing all day And he grabs me, and he's like, hey, nobody knows this. Nobody knows. Um, We are letting go of Clayton, and you're taking over Sheldon starting on Tuesday. You're going to be in rehearsals. Nobody is allowed to know about this. You will be in fittings. Nobody is allowed to know about this. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, whatever. So it was top secret. I couldn't say anything to anybody. And here's this poor, sweet, beautiful man, an incredible actor, but just, you know, not the right fit. In their, in their opinion. And um, I'd be like, hey, buddy, how you doing? He'd be like, oh, I just love this show. And I'd be like, oh, God, I'm a monster. But um, it did change my life. And also, like, he's doing great, too. He does a lot yeah. of TV and film. In Atlanta. You know, in Atlanta. He works all the time. Um, but, you know, it's never easy to see that happen because Mm -hmm. it happens to all of us yeah (laughs) you know and if it hasn't it will Mm -hmm. like it's uh it's really upsetting but it became the biggest thing that has ever happened to me uh, spiritually emotionally um career-wise it you know like literally my family is that cast. Like mm-hmm. I do not know what I would do without Brooks Ashmascus in my life. Oh, well, without Anthony, Norman and Caitlin and Damon and, you know Yeah. I can list everybody. Yeah. if you're listening to this I'm listing you in my heart. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's uh it's amazing.
1: It was a really you could tell that everybody was so amicable and kind. I don't even care if they were really like that because it looked like that, and that's you know, it was so nice to see. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times when I look at I guess social media and also people in real life, because those are two different things, but like it, it seems like they're all friends, but there's like clicks of it, and then I'm like, oh, you're you would only invite those three people to your thing, yeah. or these five people, but with you guys, it just looked like. So happy. And, like, genuine, like, kindness and uh, camaraderie. I don't know. You could just tell. Like, your your authenticity, everyone else's authenticity was brought to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Thanks. think that Casey puts people in a room that are bad people. Always. No, he doesn't.
2: No. Yeah. Well, at least he tries not to.
1: I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, I have yet to see, of course, I'm like a baby. <laughs> like, I have yet <laughs> to see a group that he puts together where I'm like, Oh, Ay, <laughs> like, Yeah, totally. Yeah. I got to take a second and tell y'all about my personal training coaches, Steve and Rachel Payne at House of Payne. I've been doing their workout programs, let's say three years and they shape bodies. And yes, they prepare people to compete in bodybuilding shows, which some of it's your jam. It's not my jam. What I love about them is that they understand the look that I want, tone, fit, something that's sustainable for my lifestyle. They create a custom individual plan that includes my workouts, my cardio, and my nutrition. I do their online program, but when I'm in Atlanta, I do one-on-one training with them at their facility, and it kicks my ass. They FaceTime me whenever I have questions, alter my plan when needed, and no matter what stage you want to step on, competition, career, lifestyle, a red carpet, wedding, whatever it is, House of Pain Personal Training is the most personal training you can get. Visit their website, trainwithpain, T-R-A-I-N with P-A-Y-N-E dot com for more details. So tell me, you I mean, you're full of stories, but can you tell me stories of the in-between times, because those... I don't mean to, like, bring it down. Of (laughs) the dark times.
2: I don't
1: mean to bring it down. Some say
2: Josh still (laughs) howls at the... um, (laughs) Yeah, the in-between times uh, can be really hard, um, especially emotionally. Like, after a while, it can be like, what do I do with the hours, Mrs. (laughs) Dilloway? You know, but um, I do try to have a... a routine, something regular. I make sure I leave my house once a day. I, you know, like, it's uh, it can get challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, like, I deal with uh, very heavy depression and also anxiety and, um, you know, so, like, I'm also trying to deal with all those things. Um, so... Yeah therapy, health, I also have a, um, oh my god, I'm just like, these are all my things. Um, But it's important to talk about. I have a a compulsive binge eating disorder and just Mm -hmm. like a compulsive overeating thing. And they don't really talk about that sort of eating issue.
1: Mm -hmm. They
2: blanket it with like, oh, this obesity epidemic. And it's like, it's not an epidemic, it's actually a fucking eating disorder.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say.
2: You know, it's like, it's a fucking eating disorder. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, you know, it's like during the downtime is when it's easy for me to, like, get sucked into, you know, feeling, feeling low. But I have a great community around me. Mm -hmm. I have great doctors and therapists. And, um, you know, like I said, my friends are my family. And um,
1: And you have cats. And I have
2: cats.
1: Cats are great. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but it's like life. Life is fluid. Some Sometimes it's easier. Sometimes it's not.
1: Mm-hmm. But
2: what the fuck are you going to do except keep going?
1: Yeah. I was talking to somebody about how in, they wish in musical theater programs that they would teach, like, how to be on the in-between. Like, because I think that they're like, here's your audition book. Here's how you look. Like, here's how you need to dress. And here are your five songs. But they're never like... Also, like, you're not gonna audition every single day, and also, yeah. you're not gonna book something immediately, and also, like, you have to deal with because we're in this business yeah. of like high, low, high, and low.
2: guess like, how do I get an agent? Um, <laughs> yeah. If you don't have a showcase, luck, and if yeah. you do have a showcase. Luck, Like, who the fuck knows? And
1: they're all like, oh, print these postcards with your face on it and do all these things. And I'm like, they're not. No. Every agency has, like, bins of trash that that goes into. And I hate that for you that you spent the money on it. Well, I
2: like now that it's pretty much all electronic. Right. Thank God.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Thank God.
1: Yeah, saving us, not costing staples in Times Square tons of money, but saving us Yeah. from a lot of things. But yeah, I wish they would teach people like, hey, go do your own things. Like when you said that you were doing your musical improv, I was like, yes. Yes, he is doing like the things that he is so passionate about and so good at. Thanks. When you're not doing Well, that's doing the this. thing.
2: You gotta make your own work even if you're not working like um mm-hmm. My, uh, I'm on a house team at the Magnet Theater, which is just a wild dream come true. It's, a, uh, it's on Musical Megawatt Tuesdays, which is basically mm-hmm. musical improv. All the teams do half-hour sets, where with a, with a fucking orchestra or, like, band, they all improvise a musical, and exactly. Like, you'll be like, uh, give me give me a suggestion. Dinkles. Dinkles the musical. And then the band starts and then you start. Like, uh. it's so much fun. <laughs> when it, I mean, listen, when it's bad, it is awful.
1: But it's still fun. And
2: when it's great, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's been really hard being away from my team mm-hmm. during Emoji. I really miss them.
1: Yeah. Are you going to go back when this is done?
2: Absolutely. Oh,
1: good. Yeah. That's good. It's on Tuesday nights, just so you
2: know. Yeah, so it's Damon on Tuesday was- nights at the Magnet Theater from seven to eleven. Um, it, it changes every every week, what time slots you are. But my team is Aunt Darla. All the teams are amazing, Ooh. and it's seven bucks for the entire night.
1: That's so cheap. Cheap. That's cheap. I just I I wanted to. Off. Damon specifically told me to not look at him while I was speaking because it changes the sound. And I'm trying really hard not to, but I want to include you because you're right there.
2: I know, I feel like he's in a timeout. Because he's facing <laughs> away from us and his arms are folded and his head is down. And it's like. And
1: he's still wearing one of those shirts where you can see his muscles because he wants to remind you how know. beefy he is. I know. And
0: you just want to take that timeout mm. beefcake and <laughs>
2: slap him around a bit. Timeout beefcake say... is our
1: firstborn. Fuck yeah yeah
2: mine's gonna be damn thickness
1: damn thickness yeah. d-a-a-m-n yeah have you seen anything new lately or er, no. er, like you know <laughs> you're like I'm at emoji land I, I'm at emoji I'm land only... <laughs> I haven't
2: seen anything
1: <laughs> let's talk about my favorite show which by the way we did talk about on like my little video uh, yeah, yeah, vlog yeah. moment but fuck that let's talk about it now yeah fuck yeah you doing Groundhog Day was one of my favorite things you've ever done. Thanks. Because I fucking loved that show, and I think you loved it, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was
2: unbelievable. <laughs> it was unbelievable, that production. Yeah. And, um, you know, another one, it was impossible to do. It was, you know, it was a chaos. It was a hurricane backstage at say, all like, times.
1: Were y'all just like running around like can running you tell me? in
2: circles and then onto a turntable and then running and doing it all over again except every day, every day was set to counts. Every moment was set to counts. Mm. And you were like no problem. We just repeat the counts through every day. No, because every day has different counts. So It was just, like, the amount of tears that happened in that, like, rehearsal process. It's hilarious, but...
1: Because you think you're getting it right, and then you're like, ah! I know,
2: and (laughs) it's just exhausting, because you're changing costumes and getting right back into that costume and carrying these car puppets that are, like...
1: I was gonna say, I felt like you... Because you were in, like, a tuxedo for some times or something, like a like a four-piece suit or some shit, and then you're, like, carrying a puppet, and then you're also, like, running around. I was like, that looks demanding as hell.
2: Also, like, it's all winter clothes, so, and they weren't, like, edited to look, you know, like, lighter, to, to feel lighter. They were right. like, nope, it's a winter coat. Have fun. You're going to sweat to death.
1: Whoa. Like, the people in the band costumes, I was like, God bless you, because I used to wear those. Like, I've done it, and that's heavy. You know
2: what's weird? In high school, I thought they were sexy. Oh. Isn't that really weird? Uh, no. I would look at the bandos, (laughs) and I'd be like, damn, that's a sexy outfit. It's because the
1: buttons. Buttons are sexy.
2: But isn't that weird? Like, who finds a band person in their uniform, like, hot? I think it speaks to other things. I guess so. I'm glad that that didn't stick with me yeah. as I got older. That would be no, like, like really weird. Like, hey, babe, would you on? put this on for me and hold this flute?
0: <laughs> thanks. <laughs> that oh, that one. looks great. Oh, can you do a little march? Oh, Go thanks.
1: Go
0: I've got $500 in my pocket.
1: <laughs> All, that's your set sexual budget. Yeah. <laughs> $500. it's reasonable. Your Wilford Brimley impression is just really informing itself today. Oh my
2: God, that is my Wilford Brimley impression, too. (laughs) I guess, you know, I'm Wilford Brimley and I have diabetes. Yeah, I guess that's Wilford Brimley. Have you ever... That's brilliant. I finally have a name for him. My sexually harassing man is Wilford Brimley.
1: That's nice. That's... Beautiful. That's something you can use on any profile you have on any app.
0: Hey Damon, it's me, Wilford. Uh you can get out of that time out chair. Come over. Oh, come on. Stop being weird. <laughs> Stop being homophobic. I'm not gay. But I've got five hundred dollars and uh my wife Lucy took the girls to Madame Tussaud's for a couple minutes. Uh, you're a guy who takes care of himself. I'm not looking. Whoa, hey! <laughs> With that said, <laughs> Damon. I'm Wilford Brimley.
1: I'm Wilford Brimley, and I approve this message.
0: And uh, I have diabetes. Oh man,
1: That's, the fact that he's alive is still speaks to whatever medicine he was promoting.
2: I guess, yeah.
1: Because was he promoting medicine or was he like talking about AARP or?
2: No, he was promoting a cereal, like Wheaties. Or oatmeal. Like, that's why I have oatmeal. Wow. I always thought
1: it was, like, him talking about some kind of medication for the diabetes.
2: I guess he was an influencer of the time and was influencing people to eat... Odie's, odies or wheaties or woody's or whatever
1: the oakland A's.
2: he was the original influencer so he's the one that we should all hate
1: it's not the kardashians no it's, it's not for brimley it's
2: wilford fucking brimley
1: that asshole yeah he if you were to grow a thick walrus type mustache like that
2: i would die alone
1: you no, you'd be booked on everything
2: I disagree I really strongly disagree I don't get people don't call me in for things that I'm not they're not like hey will you come in and audition to be a cop will you come in and audition to be a detective I can't even get a fucking audition as like a teacher and I'm like I can't be like Damon what's one plus one Damon listen there's something going on at home you know, because that's what all the teachers do on TV shows. Hey, hey what's going on at home?
1: So, you went from prom. Now you're doing this. Yeah. And now you're doing your own shit, which makes me really happy. Yeah. Can you... I don't know if this is even a story, but can you tell me a story about, like, your life in New York? This is such a big question. I feel silly asking it. But, like, your whole thing of, like, you came here. You're auditioning for things. And now you're kind of in this new part of your life where you're doing your own work, which is really great.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. Like I say, life is fluid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like in the downtime, I always say, like, when one door closes, another opens, it's just hell in the hallway. Mm. And that's sort of where I learned to make my own work. And. Yeah. um whether it's like I I wrote I co-wrote uh, Bloody Bloody Jessica Fletcher, which is coming off Broadway in the fall. Really? Yeah. Ah. Um, I mean, fingers crossed. But that's no, but, but that's great. Yeah. And then um, I'm writing another show right now, but. Uh, mm-hmm. The podcast has been awesome because I just like to talk to people and be silly <laughs> and make people see how silly they are and say bad words and, yeah. you know, it's a lot of fun and it's really rewarding.
1: You know, the one that I was, like, really surprised at was the Christian Borle one because he spoke in such a different way than I was expecting him to. Oh, and really? I was No, yeah, I was just really excited by that episode, because I was like, this wasn't what I was expecting at all.
2: Oh, yeah, no, that's, great. that's Christian to a T.
1: I love
2: Yeah, it. like, that he just a normal, regular guy.
1: I, I sold him clothes once. Really? Yes, I'm fully telling you this right now, but we'll probably cut it. I worked at a place called All Saints, and it was, like, cool leather jackets, and, like, yeah. too cool for school, and he came in one day, and this was, like, my second month living in New York, and all the people I worked with were like, who's that nerd? <laughs> They were like, who's that guy? Somebody else help him. Like, they didn't want to help him because they thought he didn't have... And I was like, no, nah, he, he, he's deaf Like, we should help him. And they were like, uh, sure, whatever. And so I, like, went up to him and I was like, hi, like, how can I help you? Blah, blah, blah. Even though I was like, I know who you are and I'm such yeah. a fan. And then I helped him out and I was like, oh, you would look so good in this. And like I set him up with this like gorgeous suede zip-up hoodie. You are the one who got him that. Yes. It is the <laughs> best thing he owns. He and I said, I think you're gonna look amazing in this. He was like, I feel like it's a little out of my comfort zone. I said, Yeah, but you can wear that coming out of a stage door and you're fine. And in that second he knew that I understood like what he does. So I was like, you can wear this with like on a like a carpet if you wanted to, or you can just like go out of your house in like a t shirt and still look really put together. And he I was like, okay, I like this. And then also the suede uh, blazer mm-hmm. that he looks mm-hmm. incredible and that he still wears. I know, all the time. Yes.
2: Which is one of the best things
1: Right. ever. How weird. So then at the end, I was like super nice. And I was like, I think you did Peter Pan live with like a couple of my friends because some of the newsies were in it that mm-hmm. I've known. And he was so, so, so kind. And I was like, thank you so much. This was great. And, um, but yeah, it was like one of the loveliest
2: He's a First nice week. boy. Yeah. He's a nice boy, and he's just a little nerd, and I yes. love him.
1: I, yeah. And he gives the
2: best hugs.
1: It was so cute. And yeah. then I saw him, like, at a at a thing. It was, like, the... Uh, some. It was where they, they put people on stage, and then they're like, we're going to vote for the best thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, we... BC. Okay. Yeah, sure. One of those things. And he came out on stage. This was, like, two months ago in that jacket. Yeah. And it made me so happy, because I was like, oh, I was a part of that. You
2: were like, nice jacket.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I was just What's like, your signature jacket? It's the signature jacket, but how, like, stupid. It's just, I like to think of, like, that time in my life when I was, like, so dirt poor, but I, like, remember this exchange with Christian Borle being so nice, okay. and it was like, that day was made better by him, blah, 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 and then five years later, I'm like, oh, good, you're still wearing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, anyways, so the podcast with him and you on it, I just love that you Get such good conversations out of people.
2: Thanks. Why
1: do you think that is? I
2: don't know. I, I really don't know. Every time I go to do it, I get terrified. Really? Yeah, because I'm like, what if? What if you don't know enough? Like, what if?
0: Mm.
2: What if it, it isn't fun? Like, what if it sucks? <laughs> and after every episode, sucks. one of my producers, his name's Alan Seals. the Poor man. I'm like, Alan. Was that terrible? No, tell me. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it funny? Like, no, tell me. And uh, the poor man. And uh, part of his job is just, like, comforting me. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're
1: just like, is it, is it? And then he's like, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It's good every time. Yeah.
2: That's what he says. But I'm like, I don't trust you. (laughs) And then I'll listen to it, like, way after it comes out. And I'll be like, oh, you know what? That was a really good episode. Yeah. You know? Because I get nervous.
1: Oh, I get it. Everyone, yeah. we all get this way. Can you tell me a story about maybe just like a really happy thing that has happened in developing a show? Um. Because you, I feel like you've gotten to develop a lot of things.
2: Yeah. What I love is because. People were always like, you know, you're going to have a hard time in New York because you're very different, you're unique, but, you know, you'll probably work when you're older, but you're very unique, you're very different. And, you know, when I first started, I really hated myself for it. Like, I would Mm -hmm. be in a room, like, at a men's call at Ripley with, like, a million guys who looked like Damon and, like, you know, just be like, oh, my God, like, I'm disgusting, I'm never going to work, like... All of them are perfect. They're all perfect. They all have a perfect life. None of them have ever cried, you know. Like well, Damon still hasn't cried. Well, that's because he's a monster. Yes. Um, Who lies Mm -hmm. about sitting on laps? (laughs) Um, Not mine, Wilford Brimley's. Um, But then (laughs) it's it was such an fucking amazing thing to be like. Wait a minute, I'm just gonna be me because I'm weird, but I'm funny and that's valuable and if somebody else agrees and yeah so all these characters that i've gotten to create they're all just like little pieces of me and my humor Mm -hmm. and the way i you know i see stuff when i when i write yeah and um it's always really cool because then i'm like yeah (laughs) i i created that yeah and um You know, it's very humbling, and um, I met some kid at BroadwayCon that was like, oh, he, like, knew everything about me. It was so, and he was like, I just want to be like you. He was a, like, little, little pudgy, little cutie, and he was like, I just want to, you know, be be you one day. And I was like, oh, my God, you will be. You must be destroyed, or I'll (laughs) lose my powers. You understand. Yes? (laughs) And then I killed him. Yeah. Well, I
1: had to. And that's what BroadwayCon's for. And
2: that is what Broadway's all about.
1: What did you do at BroadwayCon? You oh, this year,
2: it? I, no, I just, uh, I was the MC for, uh, Friday for mm. Broadway Podcast Network, where oh, I nice. just, uh, would all their live podcasts, and then for Broadway World, I did a, like, some sort of live walkthrough. Of the the event where I just acted like an idiot, mm-hmm. but it was fun.
1: So, I've seen you do well. I've seen clips of you doing Little Shop.
2: Hmm.
1: Is there? You've talked a lot about Merrily We Roll Along as like your thing, like I your love dream it. thing. Yeah. Do you have any other dream things that you're like? uh, if I get a call right now.
2: Um. <laughs> You know, I mean, sure, there's always going to be dream roles, mm-hmm. and to be honest, a lot of them, like, it would be so racially inappropriate for me to be Caroline and Carolina Change, but, like, <laughs> I sing the fuck out of it and I can act it just after my cats. But, um, my main dream roles are working with people that I love, mm. laughing with people that I love, people that understand that we're doing theater or a film or a TV show. We're not fighting ISIS. We're not saving a baby in a well. Sure. We, you know, let's not be so serious. Yeah. Let's enjoy it What's and that have fun. fun.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and hopefully the show is good and sells well. Yeah. But, um, you know, the most important thing to me is the people... I want to love them, I want to look forward to being with them, yeah. and I want to flip out when I run into them on Ninth Avenue. <laughs> like I do whenever I see you two.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, like, that is that is the dream. It's I've like, a, yeah,
2: point. like, I, I have an extended family all throughout New York. Some of them I haven't seen in years, but you know what? There's nothing I wouldn't do for them.
1: Yeah. Nothing. Like, you would see them in two years from now and feel the exact same way.
2: Everything picks up exactly where it was. How are you? How's your family? Like, and that's the best thing. Like, I don't, you know, oh, I'm up at good speed. It's like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. How's your life? <laughs> like, how's your heart?
1: That's the thing. It's like, I feel like 90% of these conversations are like, what are you up to? What are you doing? What's next? The the question of, like, what's next? I'm like, bitch, I do, like, I have, like, three jobs. You know what I do? I'm writing.
2: You know what I do to people? Because yes. I hate that so much. It's my biggest pet peeve. Yeah. Um, Because honestly, like, if we're friends, I'll know when you're, when you have a job. You know like I don't know you know the name of the project that uh, that our friend here has worked mm-hmm. on but I know that they worked on it and when I get to see it I will. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. great. Yay. Yeah. But like that's not why we're friends. Mhm. You know, like mm-hmm. do you want an agent or do you want a friend? And um That's good. <laughs> yeah, and if it is a big thing if it's like oh my god, I just booked this huge movie then it's like yeah then fucking tell me but Mm -hmm. don't be egotistical but I can always tell when people are trying to fish with me or like ask me those things so when they're like so what's next I'm like oh I'm just going home what's going on with you (laughs) and they'll be like so what are you up to and it's like oh you know, just going back to the cats, everything's yeah, great. I have to pick up more litter today. Yeah, like I just say the most <laughs> mundane things because I'm like, if you're gonna ask me this stupid, horrible, dumb question, <laughs> where you could probably just look on my social media because that's where I do my self promoting. Yeah. You know? Like, God, I hate that word, self promoting.
1: But what else do uh, can I we do? I don't know, but I've, I've tried for to artists, now exactly, and I've tried to now go okay. I'm not doing this because I want attention. Obviously, like, we all do this for attention. But I'm putting it out there because I want you to come. Like, I want you to see my I solo want to show.
2: Come and I want you to come, and I want to meet you. Like, right. I've developed so many little friendships over the years, like, from stage doors, from even just, like, on Instagram or Twitter, just, like, really cool people yeah. that love what I do. Therefore, we have the same comedy, and I love them back because I'm like, oh, stay weird. Stay weird. You and I, you and I are the same, like stay weird Mm and let's keep going and being weird.
1: I absolutely freak out when it comes to singing harmonies. I hear someone sing a different note than me and I assume I'm wrong. I've always looked for a better way to train my ear and give myself more confidence in my harmony singing ability. Now I get to tell you about my new go-to app, Harmony Helper. Playbill Features writer Ruthie Fireberg calls Harmony Helper a lifesaver for auditioning actors. con star and Harmony Helper artistic advisor Rob McClure has called the app a game changer for the musical theater industry. Harmony Helper will help you develop the skills to harmonize using the newest tech available. With Harmony Helper, I can literally scan a sheet of music with the camera on my phone, and the app does some kind of witchcraft and maps out the harmony parts. It converts each line of music to audio, allows you to control the playback volume for custom control over your learning process, and then this, this is the crazy part. It provides real-time feedback to let you know if you're singing your part correctly. Take the rehearsal room into your own hands with Harmony Helper. Download it in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. I can't wait to see this bloody, bloody show. I it's really can't. It's really funny. It, it looks really funny. Like, how long... When did you start working on that?
2: Uh, a long time ago.
1: Yeah. Like, it, I've... During Neverland, whatever that was. <sighs> Neverland, About honestly, five years ago. Yeah. When you were doing that show, I felt like... I'm not saying you've gone downhill. I'm just saying that, like, your content during that show, when you would stand outside and dress as a Chicago, like, brother busker, yeah. I would lose my freaking marbles. I'll text
2: that video to you it's, so you have it. I'll text it to, to both of clear, you. Just to be clear
1: for all of you listening, because you do need to watch this, and I don't know how I can get it to you, but I will. That's for my top tier Patreon. You can put it
2: in your top tier. I'll text it to you both (laughs) because it should be in your phones anyway.
1: But uh, well, you know the the video that is on my phone all the time of you is the one of you backstage at the Alliance. Places,
2: places, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I have that in my phone too. Half hour call. Half hour call. (laughs) Didn't I mention Damon like talking to you, Damon?
1: Yeah. He's like, oh, you were saying that he needed to like
2: lose weight. Lose
1: weight. (laughs) Wayans. We're doing weigh-ins. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Damon. Talking
2: to you, Damon.
1: But it cracks me up because one of my best friends is Australian, and she thinks it's the best thing she's ever seen.
2: Oh, really? Every
1: time. She was like, it is so funny to her.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah. See, it all started, like, I basically ripped off Jemay from Chris Lily and created yes. my own version of Jemay. Like, it's almost like he left the show, and I'm the first replacement, or I originated the tour. <laughs> You know, like, that's basically what I've done, except I call her Betsy Brightman, and she's Sarah Brightman's little sister, and their mother lives on the moon, and she drinks moon water, and ensemble people aren't allowed to have it, and she was a big star in Australia. Like, we have the Great White Way. They have the Kanga Pouch. (laughs) <laughs> and she's originated a lot of roles on the Kanga Pouch. Like, <laughs> Betsy Brightman of. has a backstory. Sorry, Chris Lily, But the character is mine now. You can keep to May. They're different people, the same behavior.
1: And you're getting optioned by Netflix right now.
2: I wish. Oh, fuck. It would be a good show.
1: <laughs> they, as I've been told from so many people, everyone's looking for content. They keep doing God, this to me I whenever that. I keep talking about, like, my shows or whatever I'm writing. They're uh, like, everyone's looking for
2: content. Yeah, send, send us what you have. Every, yes. We're always looking at for content. content. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm looking for money. Yes. Can you send me thing. what you have? Because I, I, I'm I looking for money. Well, I'll, I'll exchange it.
1: It's a part of a thing. Yeah, it is. I'm really glad that you're doing things that are so fun and funny. Thanks. It makes me really happy. You're, like, one of the few people that I can, like, always look at and be like, I love everything you're doing. Thanks. Because everything you do is, like, so full of heart and, like, humorous and also, like, just, like, fucking joyful. Even if it's sad, it's joyful, I think. Because it's cathartic in some way.
2: I appreciate that.
1: But, yeah, whatever you fucking do. I want to be there for
2: it. Oh, I love you.
1: <laughs> if I can. Some days I literally, you know, cannot because of work. But, you know, yeah. we will bust it. But that's it. life. But that's life. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. Do you want to tell me a story about a time where you saw a show and it changed your life? That sounds intense. Um... Because I have a few of them, but I wonder if you have them being a part of that community.
2: I don't really have a show that I saw that changed my life, necessarily, but the shows that had an impact on me when I was a kid were Phantom and Les Mis. The, the huge impact on me. Um, seeing those, you know, were just, you know, incredible. They were like my Hamilton, you mm. know? So... Is it
1: because they were, like, so... Big and like all of extensive. it. It was Broadway, like it was Broadway.
2: Mm. Like, oh
1: wow,
2: it's magic. Oh, these pe- they're all celebrities. Mm-hmm. They're all, oh wow, yeah, they have perfect life, you know. Like, <laughs> and that's sort of what it was. But there, there's not really a set show that was like, oh, this is it. This is the one, yeah.
1: I don't think I, I mean, like the first. Ser- the first show I ever saw on Broadway was Wicked and it was like with Shoshana Bean and Megan Hilty and I was just so excited that I was at a thing that I don't think I like understood what happened because at the end of act one my mom was like that was really great and she packed up her stuff and and I was like what do you and she was like that was great like let's go and I was like no, that's like the first half. She goes, What? She was so mad. And I was like, she thought it ended with defined gravity. She was like, that was a great moment for her. I'm glad she got through that. And I was like, No no no, we have to stay. And she was like, Oh fuck this. Like my mom famously hates Act Twos yeah. of anything. Well, actually at all. So yeah.
2: She'll love Joseph.
1: She will never watch that. <laughs> I have a feeling she will never watch it. Her favorite shows are Titanic. Oh god. <laughs> And Spring Awakening, I think, just because I was in them, Yeah, not sure. because they're.
2: And she likes people drowning.
1: She likes oh, yeah, she so likes people that are drowning. Got to finish. Yeah, she's into suicide. Drownings,
2: yeah, <laughs> yes. great.
1: Fuck Margaret. She well, loved you. She I love you. her. Oh man. Okay, so this is the part of the show that you'll actually probably be the best one for because it's improvising. Oh God. And we do a two-minute. Short story, and basically, I'm gonna give you a one word suggestion, okay? And then you're gonna ask me to tell. Well, I'm gonna give you a one word suggestion, and then you're gonna have two minutes to tell a story, and then you're gonna give me a one word suggestion, and then I'm gonna tell you a two minute story, okay? Great, that sounds good, yeah. Do you want to go first, yeah? Like you give me a word first, or I give you, a
2: word? um, give me a word,
1: okay, Josh. This is your short story time, and your word is Cap.
2: Cap? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Cap. I now give you Cap the Musical. When I was a little boy, I thought I'd have no friends. Then I found a hat, a magical hat. His name was Cap. He was really great to me And he made me feel so free So I put him on and ran and ran All the way to heaven Cause hats, hats to heaven, baby Hats, hats to heaven, yeah, yeah Hats, hats to heaven, baby Hats, hats, hats and then I went and found a girl, said, baby, what's your name? She said, go away, don't go away, I know you, my name is Jane. And I said, Jane, Jane, baby, why you gonna be so weird? She said, because I was raised at a circus place, and I was raised by some queers, but not gay, cat, cat, magic, oh Head, head, heaven, baby Head, head, magic hat Oh, put you want while I sing this song And head, head, magic hat, yeah head, head. I'm gonna cover my hair with your hair You'll bring me
0: a girlfriend You'll bring me a pizza You'll bring me a burger You'll bring me a visa
2: Hat, hat,
0: heaven Hat, hat, hat Heaven, hat And then the young boy got cancer And the hat didn't save him Just like all the nurses said would happen
2: Hat, hat I know.
1: (laughs) I love a quick turn when someone gets cancer. I really love it. Hey, life is hard
2: for a lot of people. No, I just... Short story time. Short story time for baby. Short story time for baby. For me. And your suggestion is people who lie about people sitting on people's laps to do a show. Start.
1: Okay, so... Famously, I had to sit on a man's lap in Les Mis. I was, like, one of, like, the whores. I was, like, whore three, girl five, and then, like, who will wake them, girl number two. You remember that song? Who will wake them, nothing ever. But I did the part where I was, like, um... Oh, no, no, that was my part. I sang who will wake them, but I didn't get to sing the other part. Every other girl got to sing, like, um, who what time is it when the the soldiers will die and then the soldiers can't die and then she was like who's gonna wake them up what time and then that was me so anyways I had to sit on the guy who played Thenardier's uh knee but he I didn't realize had like a bad knee and one night we were doing the uh the song where he's like in the middle and then he's like Uh, master of this house and all of the things and the people are singing the song and I was like cool and then I sat on his bad knee and then he like dropped the knee so I like fell on my ass and then everyone laughed so I was like keep the gig like keep that gag every single night so then it became like a thing for us and I was his friend but we had done when I was really really little we had done a, um, a bunch of plays together and he was one of the people that like Taught me about like that backstage older person like theater etiquette where like everybody would stand backstage and like tell stories about all the other shows that they had done and they would like chain smoke and I was like, I wanna be in this cool kid group, and these guys were like 38 years old and I was just like 10. So, anyways, that's just what that reminds me of, is like sitting on his lap. But he was my friend, so it's okay. I'll end it there.
2: Okay, I but know. that was only a minute and forty-three seconds. So in my Mind you failed, <laughs> and I won. <laughs> and I won short story.
1: And then your house team, you guys get to go first next week. That's what it is. Yeah, that'll be it. Great. You get to do it next time. Done and done. Oh man, now I miss him. I need to contact him. Well, Josh, I love you. What's next?
2: <laughs> what's next is I'm Joking. gonna, I'm gonna walk you downstairs. Then I'm gonna walk in front of a cab. Oh. Yeah. Emojiland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Emojiland. Yeah, no, I'm going to do Emojiland tonight.
1: I don't know. Actually, it'll still be running, I think, when this comes March out. March 19th. Yeah. Okay, is, great. When you close?
2: Um, we close March 19th.
1: This one is coming out March 1.
2: Oh, great. Come see me in Emojiland at the Duke Theater in New York.
1: Yay. And then also just follow you on all the things, because I think yeah. they're insanely entertaining.
2: Josh Lehman. It's like lemon with an A. L-A-M-O-N. And on Instagram, I have a period between Josh and Lehman, but all other things I think are just Josh Lehman.
1: Yeah. Well, I love
2: you. I love you, too. And I miss Thanks you. Thanks for having me on your Thanks show. Thanks for
1: letting me be in your dressing room. Yeah. This is such an intimate space. Oh,
2: God. Is it ever.
1: It's a long um, hallway. No. Long hallway of If you'll of forgive
2: me, I have to make a tinkle. Go. I love you. Goodbye. You yeah. suck, you lie, so I let go, <laughs> knowing all that you are.